Pain. Sounds so good on this cut. Telling you. Everybody loves That was my version of beatboxing. Far out podcast. Doing it again. We're back. I like that. I like how um all the big all the big like if you're in a, like a boy group. Their, their song after they have their first big hit the next song has to be about them being back <laughs> like Motown Philly's back again but I like how that was the first ever hit by Boys to Men was them talking about how they're back yeah they came out with that yeah but they started off being back yeah I want to know what happened first what are they back from I don't know it's like the hip hop groups that start off with their first songs about how rich they are and you're like how'd you get rich I just heard your song with the first time I'm sure that first check hasn't cleared right yeah like you know, did you really make that much money selling tapes at the uh, Rhodium, at the uh, outdoor swap meet, at the Compton indoor swap meet? Uh, I think it's kind of like Jesus. Like what happened between ages like you know ten to uh, what thirty two? Like I have no idea. No. Yeah, I have no clue. No, no, I don't no know. No clue. No one knows. Yeah, it, it was obviously insignificant. He was on his couch hanging out, just chilling. Yeah, exactly. Those are the most formative years of your life. I'd like to know. He spent them like I did. Hanging out. Just chilling, right? Yeah. I, I would imagine, yeah. Up till 30, what was I doing? Drinking at dive bars, <laughs> taking acid, you know. Wouldn't you like to know that about Jesus? Like that, I'd like that, to know. That would identify it more. You know? I mean, you know, it, it is, uh, you want to know the backstory for everybody a little more clearly. And maybe, you know what? Who knows? I mean, people's college days. He just, chi- what if he partied, right? What if he smoked weed, like, you know, dabbed it up, did some hash, you know? That'd be awesome. Well, you know, I, I think what happens is, uh, with, with everybody, like you know, you do you do some experimentation during college, right? And then I'm sure that there was like a frat party, maybe a toga party, <laughs> and all every, all the Romans are hanging out in their togas, and like Jesus is here, and they're like, but Jesus, we only got like you know a little bit of beer in one keg, and he's like, don't worry about it, and he just kind of waved his hand, and they had like twenty kegs and he's, fish. He's and, like, it's chill, <laughs> <laughs> and it just happened. Yeah, you see that on the keg when the mountains turn blue. It's chill. We got that beer. <laughs> so we're back on the Far Podcast. On today's show, just myself, Buck Perez. Hey, ho. Taking it easy. Stripping the show down. <laughs> just me and him. We'll be back. Uh, next show we do, we'll be full compliment with the cigar store and doing the full bit. But it's nice to kind of just take it easy. Me and Buck sitting in the garage and uh, just enjoying ourselves. We've been eating some Indian food, drinking beers. And uh, it's just it's just nice just to hang out with you and not to be accommodating to anyone. It is nice. And you said strip it and down. I'm actually doing the show um, without pants. Okay. Well, at least you won't. Well, I know it's not a visual that no one wants to see. Another visual. Get, get, get it in there. Get it in your mind. I'm also doing the, the show on a, what is it? The core ball? Yeah. I'm on the core ball right now. Well, you, you burn 30 calories an hour sitting on my wife's core ball. I'm trying to work it. 
Yeah, my wife does a lot of uh, exercise and works out while while I sleep in. Hmm. It's very sad because on on Saturday morning she goes to do a boot camp at eight forty five in the morning. Yeah, and my hungover ass is either still on the couch from passing out or uh, laying in bed, and she gets ready and she puts on her workout clothes, and by the time she gets back, you know, about ten thirty, uh, you know, yeah. I'm getting up. Actually, I can't, you know, I don't sleep that well anymore. You're her motivation for going to that shit. Yeah, she looks at my <laughs> ass, and then I feel bad. And then I get guilted. Hmm. Sorry, I'm not going to get into all my problems. No, no, no. But before we get into this whole show, which which we have a lot of, uh, I don't know, just kind of small things we want to talk about. A lot of quick hits, a lot of stuff. We've got some news from the National Enquirer that we need to go through, because uh, that's the newspaper of note these days. Um, and but, but before we get into all that, before we get into all that, we've got to pay the bills. Huh? So, another sponsor on the show. Yeah, we had one last week. Yeah, yeah. we had uh, the gold people. We are raking in the cash at this point. I'm telling you, we're gonna we're gonna redo this whole garage. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna steal all the money, and it's all gonna be like Todd got Raider season tickets. How did it happen? It's awesome. Uh, from the uh, our last sponsor, I got a gold tooth. I got oh, a gold tooth out of that one. Yeah. So you got to pull one tooth out, and uh, it's gonna happen tomorrow. So actually, I have I have a gold tooth as well. Oh, right on. And I'm back, I'm back. We had we had a song written about it. I think so. In yeah. our band. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I do have a gold tooth. It is kind of awesome. So if you ever see me, I, I always feel that people want me because of it. You know, they, like they want to eventually get me knocked out, donkey punch me in the back of my head, mm. and then just mangle out my back tooth. Mm. But let's pay some bills here. Valentine's Day is this week. Valentine's, we have a couple holidays this week. We've got uh, Tet, the Chinese New Year. Oh, I mean, it's not just marking the Great Offensive in 1968, but uh, we have the 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 Tet, uh, the Tet and Chinese New Year. Everybody's giving out those uh, yellow or those uh, red envelopes with money in it. Got Valentine's Day might be a little late to send this out for Valentine's Day, but maybe a belated Valentine's Day. Hmm. Maybe to one of your second string hoes. If one of your second string hoes needs a gift and it's like, oh, what? It was the 17th? I can get a gift? Not a problem. Here we go. We got Jerry's Berries. Oh, that's right. So, you know, who, why give gold rings? Why give diamonds? The shit's totally played out. Yeah. You know what people want? Big, tasty, juicy berries to stick in their mouth. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about is Jerry's Berries. Jerry's Berries are the biggest chocolate berries you can find. So big and juicy, you can hardly fit Jerry's Berries into your mouth. Nothing will make your loved one swoon like opening up a full sack of Jerry's Berries. How, you want to know how to get them, Buck? Pray tell. Yeah. To get these giant chocolate-dipped strawberries for just nineteen ninety nine, and that's 40% off, go to jerrysberries.com, click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, and enter the promo code FARAOUT, 787-0-0-0-0-1-0-0-1-0-0-1-0-0-1-0-0-1-0-0-1-2-3-4-6, question mark, question mark, dash, tilde, Ampersand, Charles Gatunga Mina, and that's Gatunga Mina with a schwa e. Hmm. So you got to find that on your keyboard, and then you're gonna uh, do Buck's middle name, which we'll reveal at the end of the show. It's happening, man. I love Jerry's berries. I, I, I mean, at first I'm just looking at them because they're a beautiful arrangement, the way they just hang there, hmm. and I just admire them. But then I just get ravenous. No, and man. I want to eat the whole thing. Jerry's berries are so big you can juggle them before you put the chocolatey goodness into your mouth. There's white chocolate with dark swizzle. That's the jungle fever berry. 
Mm. There's milk chocolate and also Jerry's nut covered berries. Mm. So get them now at jerrysberries.com. Enter the promo code and for $10, we'll double them. We'll give you a pound of Jerry's berries. Nice. So I've got a new thing going, Buck. Besides Jerry's berries. Besides Jerry's. Well, after I get them for my wife. Mm. You know what I like to do with my wife? I like watching The Bachelor. Okay, you might you might look at me and yes. you'd be like, "Why in the world does a guy want to watch a show like The Bachelor mm. with his wife?" Because it's like it's like one guy who's like a douchey guy with really good hair, and all these women that are trying to run after him and, tr- and try to catch him, right? Right. I see why you're doing it. You have to. It's not like you would choose to watch the well, show. We do you... have two TVs in the home. Mm, but... I can go off to the bedroom and sit on the Tempur Pedic and you know just sit with Furry Murray. Furry Murray. <laughs> but and... you, you watching the show, you're bonding with her watching this Bachelor. Oh, crap. Okay, but here, here's the here's the deal. Here's what you could do watching The Bachelor. Oh. Like, see, normally, like, I can't go out to a bar and if I see a woman that's good looking, be like, ooh, check her out. You know, I can't, I can't like poke my wife and be like, that. You know, uh, uh, you know, I love my wife. I think she's the most beautiful woman in the world. Right. But I can't all go women. You can't all go women. I was no. just gonna say that. Right. But when you watch The Bachelor, it's your invitation to be catty. Like, because the woman's watching it being catty, too. She's like, oh, no, that girl's a bitch, or oh, no, blah, 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 blah. And I'll sit there, and I'll see a girl, like, oh, she's got a flat ass. And my wife will be like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that bitch got a total flat ass. And then when, like, the girl with the big the big boobs comes on, I'll go, oof. And it's fine. She'll let me, oof. Yeah. Because she's we're watching. some guns there. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I can't say, like, oh, nice hoots. <laughs> you know, I can't bust that. But, like, I could sit and say things. While watching The Bachelor that normally right. in my everyday life during any other TV show or any other social outing, I can't all go women. You can't vocalize that shit. No, but during The Bachelor, we both have our caddy hats on. We're being like girlfriends. Right. Watching the show. And, and there are some hot chicks on there. Like, and then I get to like judge the women and be like, oh, I totally pick her. Because there's one girl with nice big eyes, kind of Jewish looking that I, I really liked on the show. You know, and I'd be like, she looks like Allison Rosen. You know, I, I totally like... Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'd totally take her out and give her some Jerry's berries, you know? I'd, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'd give her a picnic basket full of Jerry's berries. Oh, it would wow. be good, yeah. Now, do you watch Bachelor? I'm sorry? Yeah, Bachelor? I mean... I mean Bachelorette? I'll, I'll watch, Bachelorette? I, no, no, because that's a bunch of dudes. Oh. I have no need. Oh, I mean, after that, I watch The Bachelorette, and I go, oh, she's kind of cute or whatever, but then, then I'm off, then I'll, I'll go watch, you know, NFL channel. You're not ogling... But see, that's the sacrifice that Sarah's making. Sarah's ogling the women in... In yeah. that scenario, you won't reciprocate and ogle the men back. No, I don't. No, I'm not being like, well, he's got a nice package there. <laughs> I say true. Nice pecs. I say, you know, I, I say uh, adventure relationship that much more and ogle the men on the bench. No, no. Because yes. I can't ogle. I, I, I don't know how to judge. I don't know if the man's attractive. It could be, it could be Jabba the Hutt sitting next to Ryan Gosling, and I can't, I can't judge. It could be Ryan Gosling, Jabba you're the Hutt. Your, your, like you said, you're wearing your caddy hat. Just wear, wear that caddy hat watching The Bachelorette. It could be Ryan Gosling, <laughs> Job of the Hut, and the guy in the sweatpants I saw beating off at the Uptown Dog Park the other day. And right. I, can't, I can't judge. I have no idea what's good looking and what's not. <laughs> Those three? Those three. There's, I couldn't tell. They're in a lineup. You know, you're like, I don't know, officer. I can't tell. Uh, yeah. Uh, at yeah. this point, yeah. I, I've, I've been <laughs> which, to a police lineup. Which one is attractive? I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I will, you know, like at one time, one the Bachelorettes like, was receiving dirty text messages from the backup quarterback on the Raiders, Matt Leinert. Okay. And I did know about that, and I did tell my wife. Oh, that's a little inside you know. So we had a little conversation, because she's an SC graduate like Matt Leinert. Mm. You know, so we had a little conversation about the Bachelorette and whether Matt Leinert should be... 
exchanging d- dirty text messages. And I thought, you know what, you know, she should be exchanging with Terrell Pryor, m- much better looking backup Raiders quarterback. But anyway, mm. so I know I'd, I'd like to watch it because I can't ogle women and discuss because getting to the bottom of this, you feel like at a certain point when you're in a long term relationship, a marriage, that your wife, you know, thinks that you, you know, you're a demasculated man. You're only judged on your ability to do the dishes on time, right? Or, or do these kind of domestic things. She never, she no longer laughs at my jokes, but she's got to know that I still have an eye for what looks good on a woman, mm. you know. And then at the end of the day, I would say, "Honey, you're the most attractive thing in the world." But I'm sorry, do you say thing? You're the mm-hmm. most attractive thing in the world. Thing. Yeah. I, I use the A. Use the, oh, I'm sorry. You use a hard A. And then it's sexy. Hard, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You must track thang in this room. Yeah. Oh. Todd, growing up in uh, where we are. We are in Southern California. Yes. Land of uh, sunshine. Yes. I love L.A. You know? Yeah, you know me, me, me as well. Yes, yes. We have grown up around this area our whole lives. Yes. One thing that I haven't done in a long time, and I don't know if you've done, I don't think I've had this conversation You with haven't you. been to the beach in a while, I can tell that. Yeah. Todd, I am a pale person, as you are. You're the palest man with the last name Perez yes, in Los Angeles. Pretty much, yes, yes. There's a lot of guys with the last name Perez in Los Angeles. Pettis, actually, yes, but uh, yes. I am the Pettis. whitest Pettis there is. I'm the whitest Juan Pettis in San Pedro, California. It was like there's a guy when I used to work at Sears who was like one of the big Sears guys, and his last name was Martinez, right? Huh. But he was like, he was a sellout, so he was like, well, uh, Joe Martinez. Fuck you, you're Martinez. Like, you know, be real with he it. He called himself Joe Martinez? Yes! What? What so a sellout. He was probably all- eats at Taco Bell and says that shit's authentic. <laughs> oh, the Scordito is. The Scordito's excellent. Oh, it's yes. Gordita. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, we're growing up here, and going to Hawaii, I noticed this recently, I don't go to the water much. You know, it's right there. Oh, so I predicted this. Well, Todd, do you surf? No. I have no idea. I've never You've been, been on top of a surfboard. Never ever. once? No. I oh, boogie wow. boarded. And see, that's the thing. I've I've surfed uh, once or twice. For it's- a man who ingests that much marijuana, know, you'd figure yeah. by accident you'd find yourself on a surfboard? Like, See, that's the thing. I mean, the ritual of surfing is what? You get up very early in the morning. Uh, that, I, I can't get into that, first of all. yeah, you're, That's you're, the big problem. That's off of you, right? Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> you, and you smoke intense amounts of weed. Yeah, I can't do that. A lot either. of weed. Yeah, yeah. see, it, it's not made for your lifestyle. Mm. But it is kind of in mine. But for me, it's like I just don't. I, I'm not a surfer. I'm, I don't want to go out in the water. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think that that does that like make us friends more? I you, think. you and I, yeah, because our, our detest of well, not being. At my- well, I think it's one of those things that draws you in life. Like if we did, like I don't have too many surfer friends, is what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I know have, a couple people that surf. Yeah, but are you like real friends with them? You know a couple people, but are you friends? Yeah, with I remember them? decent friends, but not, yeah. not, not my closest that's of what, friends. We that's all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying it's either like you draw that line somewhere in life, you know? Yeah. Especially out here in the La La Land. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Imagine being in Hawaii and you don't surf. That's what I was for like a week. I'm in Hawaii, the white guy, and I don't surf. You yeah. Know? I was one of the tourists, but I didn't want to be. So do you want to start surfing? Do you want to pick this up? You, <laughs> well, here's the deal. Here's the benefit to you with surfing. Yeah. You can start smoking weed even earlier. Like normally, you have your wake and make around eight thirty. You can you can take that down to like five twenty. 
in the morning, maybe 4.40, depending on the tide. Around there. But will I be home for my shows? Mm. <laughs> will I be home for my shows as a... Well, your shows start at 10 because nobody who watches <laughs> your shows Look, wakes up early. It's pretty much 9 o'clock is America's Court with that one judge. I think it's uh, Judge Ross. Judge Ross. Dude, you can get right out to the beach in Long Beach and uh, surf... Uh, maybe you can even get to Redondo, and you can yeah. surf and be done at five thirty. Catch a few waves, piss in your wetsuit, come back, hmm. and, and get, get be there in time for Judge Joe Brown or Judge Judge Mathis. I'd catch Mathis. I'd catch Mathis, and and, and a wave. Yeah, I would catch Mathis and a wave. There you go. But uh, I'm not dexterily. I'm not a good swimmer. Mm. Would you be willing to learn with me? I. You know what? Do you want I, to learn this? Honestly, I'll say this. If there's certain things I want to do when I get sober. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like beer in hand. You just cracked one. Yes. Like you just cracked. But one. I, I always, I always have this feeling that if I quit drinking, like I'd wake up every morning at five and I'd work on my novel versus writing it on my lunch break. Right. You know, and I, I would get more done. I get more writing done, and then I could do things like surf. You know. <laughs> you see yourself as a surfer. I mean, if I, you're I, a I sober, sober surfer. Well, I'm getting older. Yes. Yeah. Like a silver fox. Yeah. I think I would, you know what, if, 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 here's the deal. If we found a good Groupon for like a surfing lesson, hmm. I think I would go out with you and, and surf. I, oh. I would definitely, I would try to do it. I would, as long as it, wait, during the summer, because the water's very cold right now. Oh, it's freezing. I'm just, I'm not doing that. I haven't, I haven't worn a no. wetsuit since Marineland had that swim with the fish thing back in the day. <laughs> now, one, 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 one problem I do have is I, I drive a Nissan Versa. <laughs> I, I you're like put, you're you're like already thinking of like bad things like beyond. Well, like, how am I going to put a board in Nissan Versa? We'll make it happen. Don't worry, we'll make it happen. But I think my dog would be a good like hanging out on the beach like surf dog for yeah, a murray. Yeah. Exactly for, for a murray. We'll be chilling right on the beach, <laughs> just hanging like Point Break style. Yeah, kicking ass. So, this is weird, and I feel like, Buck, you're the first person I've really told this to. Oh. I, I feel like I'm coming out about this habit I've developed. Oh. But as you get older, you start realizing what you like and what you don't like. Now, I, I always say that one of my guiding principles in life is the Bob Dylan lyric, he not busy being born is busy dying. So once you start collapsing your life and really simplifying your life and not expanding yourself, it's a bad thing. Right, you're busy dying. Right. You're not. You're not. You're not busy being born into this world. I like to think of you know because I did not go to college. Mm. Mm. Could you play? You went to junior college for a very long time. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for pointing that out. Yes. I'm sorry. I'll take that line over. I didn't go to college. Put the shocking music right now. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, but uh, I like this. A few people in my life I've known that you know graduated. Went to uh, after college. What is that called? Graduate school? Yeah, after college? <laughs> that, that, that's like... <laughs> went to uh, that shit. <laughs> you know, uh, community college is after high school. Exactly. After yeah. college, yeah. And uh, it seemed to me after they graduated from those universities that they stopped learning. They didn't want to learn anymore. No, I'm trying you know to I'm c- completely learn about new things and, and forget about... You know, I'm trying you're to keep not, moving. You're not one of those people. No, no, no. And I have found that... On my lunch break at work, because I work in um, right in the like Venice area, Venice, California, Venice Beach, you know, West LA, yeah. and um, in Marina del Rey, Marina del Rey, 
as they say on the Californians. I uh, there's a Panera Bread there, and they they have a very good grilled chicken uh, salad. So I've been going in and I've been reading novels on my lunch break because I want to I want to expand my kind of literary. I, I always always. I've never read a bunch of novels. I've always been a guy who reads fact-based books. You would like to expand your literary vernacular. Yes. Thank you, Buck. Yes. And so I've been going to the Panera Bread and uh, every day, five days a week, and getting the same salad to the point <clears throat> to where I walk up and the guy working it goes, uh, grilled chicken Caesar? Right. Yeah. With, yeah. with the apple. <laughs> you know, it's a good 500-calorie lunch. I leave satisfied, and, you know, I keep my weight down. And then, but there's one chair in the corner, which is like a lazy boy, but it's like the, it's like the um, commercial lazy boy. So, you know, it's like, it's not that comfortable. And, you know, the, it's it's made with the, the right kind of fabric so that people's, you know, germs don't get in it or whatever. They got that in Panera? Yeah, they got in this one corner of the Marina Del Rey on Lincoln Avenue, Panera Bread. You can find me there. They have this one chair, and there I can comfortably read by myself. And so I've been reading a lot of Oscar Wilde books and some Mark Twain, and I've been blowing through a lot of stuff, reading a good like you know, 15, 20 pages a day while eating my salad. Right. But here's the problem. There's an Indian guy that I think goes to the university around there, Loyola Marymount, hmm. who also likes that chair. Oh. So, I would, yeah, I would too. I would stake that shit out. So when I get in line to get my salad... I look and I, I look across the Panera Bread to see if anybody's in my chair, right. and I get like really emotionally involved over whether I'm going to get my chair or not. And I think maybe I'm getting creeper. Like I'm sitting down reading. I read way past when my salad is done, and and, and I think is this a creepy move? Every day sitting in the same chair eating the same salad, even though I'm expanding my life by reading. I would say yes because right when the uh, guy who works there like kind of called you out on it, you should have known. Like, you should have known something. I think he was kind of being like, uh, we're noticing you here every single day. But uh, I think you trying to expand your horizons, not a bad thing, but you ordering the same thing and sitting in the same chair is kind of rain, man. Yeah, I know. Seriously. And I, and I, and I, I sit down, and then there's like some, there's a couple people I kind of notice all the time. But mm-hmm. there is a good influx of cute girls from the university that are eating salads in there, which is you know good good eye candy or whatever. But I don't know. I like I sit there and I go, man, I'm being a creeper. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is the same guy. And then, and then I had this one thick book, which is like the collected works of Oscar Wilde. And it's like 600 pages. Wow. And I walk in with this thick-ass book. And they're like, this guy means business. Right. This guy's about to throw down a hardcore reading session. If I worked there, I, thought, I would think you're about to tear up the bathroom. Is <laughs> what I would think. You walk in with that shit because I used to work at a Starbucks. That would be a deathly sign. Like six hundred page a, book. If you walked into a Starbucks with that shit, I'd be like, "Oh God, Chappie, you're cleaning the bathroom tonight, not me." This guy's constipated. Yeah, he's got a six. He's gonna be in there for three hours. <laughs> he's gonna be here all day. I read three plays and five essays by Oscar Wilde. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I feel weird about it. And then, then, then here's where it gets weird. Here's where the weird thing really kicks in is when. I get a little obsessed about the shade because when the, the light, it's right Too by much. a window. And then if like the shade's like on the half part of the book, right? Like it's fucked up, right? Like it's a very hard distraction when you're going through a line and like half of it's in shade and half of it's in the, the warm part. And then it's a little colder on that side and the shade goes right through my chair. Unfortunately, I identify with you on this. Okay. Thank <laughs> and you. I'm, yeah. And I'm very, I'm very sympathetic to you, but yeah, it is very creepy. Because <laughs> uh, I'm usually in my own house enjoying a book, and you know I can adjust the shade, but you, no, Panera Bread, yeah, every day. 
And sometimes I'll see a coworker come in. <laughs> like someone I work with, I'm like, hope they don't see me. Yeah. I'm being a total loner right now. And I'm, like, yeah. and I'm not a loner person. I'm a, you know, I, I, I feel. I, you know, I, I do a podcast. I, I'm a sociable human being, but, you know. You see, this is your Xanadu. This is like your kind of like retreat. It's a place of peace after a day of, right. you know, working hard, you right. know. And the Indian guy, have you talked to him at all? Like no. you just exchange like mean glances with him. He knows me. I know him. <laughs> exactly. I need to have a heart to heart with him. But what's the deal? I would think, yeah. Just just hash it out. I should pay him off. <laughs> be like, I'm here between this time and this time. Don't be here. Yeah. I'm like, going to be reading the Canterville Ghost tomorrow. <laughs> I got the last five pages to read. Just walk up to him, whatever he has in his hands, and knock it out of his hands. I'm like, what now, bitch? Yeah. And then be like, whatever time I'm here, you're not. Yeah. Get the fuck out. You and your big ass. Yeah. I don't know. He eats the salad with the cranberries in it, mm. which is bullshit. Yeah. Really, way to douche up a salad? Fuck that noise! Fuck that Fuck noise! That. <laughs> you know, I'm down to one job now, Todd. Yeah, I've simplified my life. It's good. At some points, I had four jobs. Four oh. professions. You only got one job. <laughs> I was Jamaican for a while, yeah, Inclu- Just- including uh, amateur gynecologist. Mm. But that was off the books. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we weren't paying taxes on that. No, I was not. But I, uh, <clears throat> I'm down to one job. My last one was kind of a passion, you know, doing photography. It's a passion yeah. of mine. Oh yeah, of course. So my next phase of my life, I want to have another passion. Yeah, you know. No, I don't. I don't want to. He not busy being born is busy dying. You're busy being born. Yes. You know. I want to find another passion in life. So, I, I figure you know this stage of my life. I'm 35. <laughs> 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 35. Holy shit! Really? Oh, no. But uh, yeah, I'm 35, and you know I'm not going to go back to school. We've already talked about this. I'm not going back. No. There's no way I'm doing that. No. So I'm pretty much going to have to what catch me if you can. At this phase of my life, you know, like fake shit. You start ripping off Pan Am. Well, you know, I'm going to have to fake to get into that profession. But once I'm there, I'll be, you know, gold. Yeah, I'll be gold. So what do you want to do? Well, I was thinking, you know, watching TV the other day, something really captured my attention. You saw the Barbizon School of Modeling? No. (laughs) You want to become a nursing assistant? Because you're watching TV during the day. I'm a natural. It's it's, it's nursing. It's modeling. Actually, I, I had cable at this time. And I was watching ESPN. Oh, you you are salad days. Yes, and uh, it was during the day, and um, women's college volleyball came on, and I was <laughs> I, I couldn't look away uh, for some reason. Well, they have the short. Well, it was, here's the thing it was when the, you see it was the artistry, it was the athleticism, or it was the, <laughs> it was the spanks. Yeah, well, you it know, was the, probably the spanks. Here's the deal, though: athletic butt. Usually the women have a very it's a it's a trimmer butt. It's not a like oh, yeah. it's like the the best butts are right on the verge of collapse. <laughs> you know that's where the good times are. Roman oh. Empire, United States in two thousand seven. That, that ass is one twinkie twinkie away from blowing up. Right. That yeah. that that's that right right before it's yep. gonna hit her hit her uh, calves. Right. That I mean that's that's the. That's the best part of the butt. Now, the volleyball playing women, they have the opposite end of the butt where it's re- it's really mm. tied up in there. Like, you know, they're, they're not uh they really exercise that. So they don't mm-hmm. have that, you know, that that good of a butt. It's a weird athletic body, but not a hot body. Oh, it's a hot body to me. All right. I admire the body. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I I'm thinking that would be a good, you know, that is a good phase for me. A coach? 
Yeah, I could be a women's college volleyball coach. Yes, maybe at your old, old alma mater, El Camino Community College. <laughs> that might be good, but I'm thinking no. I want, I want to go national. I want to be on a national stage. Dot. You know, I was coached by a female coach in Holy Trinity. Yeah. I played volleyball for two years. Yeah. I, I know the game. Okay, I know the game. Rotate. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. But I, I plan on bringing changes to the game itself. Oh. Like you mean the Phil Jackson of I, yes I want to be yes okay I have, I have a few things. Zen master I have a few things all right one I want to encourage more grunting uh, 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 you know that type of, I oh, want that more could, grunting that yes. way can get on primetime TV a bunch of good looking women maybe the, maybe put some fake asses on them like the one Mike D wore in the Hey Ladies video you know <laughs> yeah just pad that shit yeah yeah just get it going but anyway I think more grunting is a better thing also though. Have you ever noticed volleyball? You watch it? Do you no, know? I don't watch volleyball. You don't volleyball. watch volleyball? No. 2012 Olympics. You didn't watch volleyball? No. It was a big thing. Oh, no. I watched the beach volleyball. That, that's what... Okay, this is what I'm talking about. Me and my stepdad, okay? Watching yeah. beach volleyball in England, which is a weird thing, you yeah. know? After every single possession, which is, you know, one person gets a point, one person doesn't. Yeah. Both sides, both sides go to each other and ce- celebrate. Congratulate yeah. in some way. Yeah, a little ass slap. Right, or, right. Know. Some kind of like congratulatory thing. My stepdad pointed that out to me like, what is that? Why are they doing that? Especially with the team that just lost. Like, what are they saying? Are they are they doing a play? Yeah. Like, are, are they figuring out what play next? And I'm like, no, they're, they're basically just slapping their, their asses. Yeah, exactly. It's just like 40 times a game they sit and slap ass Every and, time. It wastes and hug. Time. So my, my thing is, none of that bullshit. Ooh. Wouldn't that be intimidating? You're playing a team, and instead of them, like, you know, hey, 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 rat, 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 yeah. slap ass, just right back to their positions. Right back in tents. Doing a thousand goat stare. <laughs> right on your ass. <laughs> just looking right at you, dude. Yeah, yeah. that's All what right. I'm talking about. That's what I'm bringing to You're the game. You're bringing intensity to the game. I, I want to bring that to it, yeah. What else? I, I'm saying more midriff. You know, because Ooh. the athletic abs is a sexy thing. Mm, not, uh, I realized that watching a No Doubt concert once. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Canal. <laughs> no. Oh, jeez. No, no. Yeah, Gwen there. Stefani. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm in favor of shortening the shortening the uh, athleticism. Yeah. I think there was some, a Brazilian team with some girls with some booty. Because no, no matter how hard they work out, they still got a little bit of floppy booty going on. You're being very harsh on the volleyball chick's ass. I, I'm saying it's a good thing. Okay. The Spanx holding it. Okay. Do it up. 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 All right, news. You ain't come one, but many time tainted. You know, a lot of people, they diss the National Enquirer, right? Whenever you go to your, uh, you know, you're, you're checking out, you're buying some eggs, some cereal, some Bud Light Platinum, uh, and, you know, some uh, Trojan vibrating condoms. Yeah. And, you know, you're checking out at your local, you know, Ralph's, your local pavilions, your local Piggly Wiggly, and they always have the National Enquirer staring back at you. But the National Enquirer has broken a lot of great stories, like the whole um, John, uh, John Edwards Man, I donated money to <laughs> his campaign a while back. John Edwards, former sure. vice presidential candidate. I think he was a senator. Um, you know, they broke his whole sex scandal with him with the uh, illegitimate kids. And so I have a couple great stories from the National Enquirer that just, I think we should consider. Hmm. If we take a look at real quick. And uh, the first one was um, the kitchen of a Sunset Boulevard night spot angrily berated a young busboy who dropped a tray full of dishes. Suddenly found screen icon Robert 
De Niro in his face, telling him that his trademark bada-bing voice, hey, wait a minute here. He didn't do nothing on purpose. Just moments before, the megastar had been dining near the back of the joint where a teen busboy, hustling with a tray of dishes, suddenly slipped and crashed to the floor, said the witness. The kitchen manager charged out and started reading the ride act to the kid, getting very nasty, telling him he was stupid and threatening his job. But suddenly Robert De Niro stopped in between them, put his arms around both and said, Hey, uh, this was an accident, I'm sure. <laughs> and then getting right in the manager's face, he said, Everyone makes a mistake now and then, right, my friend? So let's give the kid some slack. I'm sure he'll be more careful in the future. Stunned to be the embrace of a multi-Oscar winner, the guy be- oh, believed Don't worry, Mr. De Niro. No one's going to get fired here. And De Niro nodded. That's what I want to hear. Later, the kid came by to remove the Savior's dishes and whispered, Thanks for saving my ass. Then De Niro replied, No problem. Just don't do it again. <laughs> so, spot on De Niro. No, I don't think so. No, it was spot on. You talking to me? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So yeah. De Niro, De Niro, basically. Wow. Now, I'm sure that when okay, this is the weird thing because okay, if you're the manager of the place and De Niro comes up and says, like, "Hey, you know, quit fucking with the kid. The kid's doing all right. He's doing his best, you know." And then he turns around the kid and he's like, "Don't do it again," right. you know. And so, do you think that De Niro is basically trading on the fact that he was he played a gang? He fit? was totally good feeling it. Yeah, yeah, right, he but who totally knows? Good he in. may be a completely different guy in his normal sure. everyday life. Sure, right. sure. I mean, he, especially De Niro, he's known for ducking paparazzi and not not being like that type of person. But yeah, in this situation, if it's true, uh, which I'm not, no, I'm it's not completely saying, true. It's Tim, the National Tim Walker, National Choir. I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he totally good fellowed it right there. Mm. Hey, bada bing, I'm surprised you hey, didn't slap him in the face. Yeah, hey, yeah. Sp- <laughs> and then and then uh, you know. Joe Pesci comes out and shoots the kid in the foot three times. It's spider dance, <laughs> right, you know. Right. But I think it's a funny thing where like people assume because he's De Niro, and then De Niro is wanting to be the guy that he plays in the movies. Right. And do you think that he watches himself in the movies and goes, "I could be that guy"? It, it would have been cool if he ended the story with "Get your fucking shine box." Right. And fucking the kid walked off. Yeah. Right. And that th- would have been awesome. And threw him out. But you know, it's like, do you think George Clooney is ever somewhere <laughs> like? In the emergency room at Little Company Mary in Torrance, yeah. and like he's like talking to the doctors, like I don't know, I, I th- think maybe he needs a uh, ten more cc's of uh, morphine. You know, do you think he, or maybe you know, on the left ventricle, take it a little easy, move it over to the right ventricle. You know, do you, do you think the guys get that wrapped up in their personas to where they can just start pushing weight? But I, I think that if De Niro came up to me and I was a manager yelling at somebody, I'd be like, oh shit, that's De Niro, right? Yeah, like, Bobby, you, Bobby D, yeah. Yeah, intimidating. That's the dude from Mean Streets. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's pretty funny. I I I like the idea. I don't know whether, as the host of the Far Out podcast, maybe if something happens and if this show got really really popular to where we we're known by everybody, whether mm. I could push weight, you know, around town. But I think, but I don't think I had everything anything to trade on. Maybe I'm, I'm pushing weight around town. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, different kind of weight. Let's Go ahead, sir. Like maybe I could walk into SeaWorld, and then like the <laughs> trainers are working with the whales. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need to rub him on his rostrum. <laughs> right. Like, you know, I would be, I, I would start like, you know, take the whistle and like, and like give him more fish. You're taking over. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would just, I, I would, but I would love to have that kind of pull. You know? Yeah. And good for that kid. But I like how he also sorted the kid out and was like, hey, don't fuck around no Straightened more. Straightened him right? out. Yeah. yeah. Slapped him in the face, probably. Far out news. 
Why can't you share your bit? It's for the last story. This is big. This is the cover story of the National Enquirer. Oh, good God. And while I sift through this man. Please tell me it's that big one. Here, here's, this is the best headline this of all time. Is it? O.J. Simpson gay bombshell. Disgraced NFL stars a changed man behind bars, says sources. Now, I'm sorry. Is it implying? Because the way it's written, it's O.J. Simpson in black text, black writing. Mm. I know you pay attention to this stuff. Yeah. Gay bombshell in pink. So does that mean that in prison, O.J. is like some kind of bombshell? Like, ba-boom. Like, oh, the, he's the like, sexy guy like working like, it? Yeah, he's like, ba-boom, sexy bombshell in prison. Like, he's like the, uh, you know, RuPaul of the prison <laughs> That's yard. What I'm he's like Kevin Bacon look, look and JFK. Look at how Look at how it's written. No, I think the bombshell is the fact that people are realizing... And he's gay? Well, let, let me read the story. Oh, I'm sorry. After nearly five oh. years behind bars, O.J. Simpson's bizarre behavior has some of his close friends worried that the former football great has gone gay. I don't know why they're worried. Gone gay. Yeah. I don't know what's happened to OJ. An, inqu- uh, an insider told... Insider. He's probably actually inside. Hmm. <laughs> Is gone gay like gone fishing? Told the Inquirer. He used to be Mr. Macho, a diehard ladies man. He preferred really fine, sexy blondes, but being surrounded by only men has changed him. Uh-oh. Now OJ has way too much interest in guys, and he likes to show off his body to the hardened felons when they exercise in the prison yard. He doesn't even talk about women, just about guys. It doesn't sound to me like he's straight anymore. Yeah, He couldn't stop talking about Baltimore Ravens receiver Anquan Bolden, <laughs> notice the source. He said, Anquan is my man. What a great-looking guy. Mm. Incredibly, Simpson puts on a one-man show for fellow inmates when they go to exercise. He's like a <laughs> god to other inmates, said the insider. He prances around, flexing his muscles, wearing only a pair of gym shorts. What's going on? Do they have those options in prison? Like 80s, like Magnum P.I. gym shorts? Is that well, maybe he's, he's got dolphin shorts on, like Richard Simmons, <laughs> my buddy. That's what I'm saying. Perhaps the biggest tip-off that O.J. may now be playing for the other side is his choice of prison companions, according to the source. He says the former ladies' man hangs out with a group of openly homosexual men known as the girls. Mm. He claims they flirt with him, and they even give him massages. Some say they even call him DJ, short for Daddy Juice. He says he's even gifted a few of the girls with candy bars, sodas, and toiletries from the prison canteen, continued the insider. Well, you got to pay him for the massages. Yeah. Come on. I I like that OJ went from a life of having millions of dollars and probably would give a woman diamonds or something, and now it's like, hey there, let me give you a soda. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> let me give you a soda for that massage, Tranny. Hey there, Twan. Let <laughs> me get you a soda. Exactly. But I don't know. Do you think the juice... Well, I mean, here's the thing. I think when you're on the outside and your whole thing is power and it's a sexual power, right? Like, you know, he was with Nicole Brown and, you know, he, he, was, he was always into the ladies and yeah. he was a ladies' man that now maybe he has to exude the same power but within prison walls. Yeah, I think it's more of a power thing with Oge. Yeah. With the OJ, I think uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he he's got to have someone to uh, you know, put that shit on. Maybe he. Oh, wait, I mean, maybe he he's clearly protected, probably by the other uh, inmates in there. Like they're not screwing with him, and so then he's like, hey, I'm gonna hang out with these girls here, and let me see if OJ can get a little hit. <laughs> you know, he wants them to control. You know, let me see if DJ can get a BJ. <laughs> 
who knows? You know, OJ may have had a little little change of taste while in prison. Yeah. Every seven years, your taste buds change. Maybe OJ's experiencing that right now. Maybe his wiener taste buds have changed. <laughs> his dick, dick buds changed. Because yeah. I always think the glands penis, the head of the penis, it's kind of like a, it's like a, it's like a tongue. It's like a tongue. It is. It's it is like a tongue. Yeah. And to women who don't understand this, <laughs> it's like a tongue, but it doesn't taste. But it tastes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the 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 weenus, you know, tastes different things from different women's, or I imagine different men's. But I would say that if if you go with the tongue analogy, then a male orifice would be the last place I would want to place my tongue. Fair? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I like to thank everybody for listening to the Four Out Podcast. Yeah. I like to thank Buck Perez for being here. John, thank you. And we will be back on our next show with a full compliment with another of the, uh, uh, the rotating gang of Cigar Store Indians. But I'd like to thank everybody for listening to these shows and hanging out with us and doing a, you know, a bit more intimate show. I'll have a full voice back again. And uh, sounds good. 